to the Midweek Match Tatis Sportscast. This is indeed another instalment of The Aftermash. It's a wee bit of an impromptu episode. That, well, I suppose The Aftermash episodes always are really, but basically, I mean, long story short, I've decided to take a week off for the MMA match and the AEW match. So if you were expecting to see those episodes this week, sorry, they're on hiatus. Uh, I do believe we'll see the AEW bash back next week, uh, but the MMA match will be taking a couple of weeks off because there's no shows on for the major organisations in the MMA world next week, so just to the week off, you know. So you may, you may actually get a, an episode of the Aftermath next week, Ty. Who knows? We certainly don't. Who was in the show this week, lads? What are we talking? Oh, I've done it again. My name's Matt. They're having Paul. Hello. <laughs> Hiya. Oh, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hiya, Mick. <laughs> How are you? How's things? What? Well, <laughs> I mean, really, I think, I think the most interesting place to start is about your very busy of week. Of course. Michael. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Allen here is responsible for setting up cool shit at football stadiums and you even took in an actual <laughs> well, SPFL game this week, didn't you, bro? <laughs> well, I like that. Well. More from Michael Allen, <laughs> live from live from Oh, Oakley. God. Uh, aye, so... Back to you, Michael Allen. Without getting into too much detail about the company or work or whatever else, uh, basically I'm in the process of starting a new job. Um, and as part of that, I was out sort of freelancing while I'm doing a shift. And it basically involves the parameter signage at the football games, or like the, the things that run the ads at pitch side. Uh, so I had the pleasure or displeasure, depending on your point of view, uh, of travelling all the way up the length of Scotland up to, um, what you call the place again? Dingwall. Dingwall, that's it. Dingwall. It's, it's Which was the funniest bit about this is that you went, go ahead and this. Well, all right. <laughs> that was funny, but I'm honestly <laughs> texting Saturday morning, I'm away in Inverness today to see Ross County versus Hibs, and I'm like, you're not going to find him in Inverness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> In my defence, right? And then on why I googled it, because I thought, is Dingwall next to Inverness? But it's in fact about 20 minutes away, isn't it? If that, that if that man, it's it's ten fifteen minutes. It's no much. It's ah, it's no much at you, all. You you go, you basically you go through Inverness. You you you're like five minutes up the road, and then you pass Cali Thistle Stadium because that's like the outskirts of Inverness. Ah, in the outskirts of the town. That's right. Aye. You go over a bridge. I don't know what the water is. I don't know if it's a river or an inlet for the sea or what it is. I don't know. But you go you go over water, massive bridge. And then you got the road ten minutes, the and then you're coming into uh, Dingwall as it as it happens. So anyway, I mm-hmm. up, up until you know a few days. Well, up until Friday, when I had a look to see where I was going. If you had asked me where Ross County played, all I would have said is up north somewhere. That's as much as I can. I can't. It was up north, pretty much. Um, and then when I looked at it in the map, I saw it was next to Inverness. So to me, that means it's in the area of. Inverness. <laughs> Hence why that's why I said that's where I was going. I didn't Aye. zoom in far enough to see that it was in a separate tour. It was just in that general area, so I went. <laughs> it was in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Ding- uh, Dingwall's practically a village anyway, isn't it, mate? Is it a tiny wee place? Aye, it is, it is. Aye, it's it it's is. like mm-hmm. 
it's like going to like uh, like Beechwood, like to see Talbot or something like that. Like it's, it's basically the middle of a village. Walking mm-hmm. leg of the north. It's, uh, I mean, it's an alright wee stadium, but we certainly the right word for it. Aye, aye. But aye, so basically, like I was involved with running the ads on the on the perimeter boards, and uh, essentially what it ended up being is for the majority of the time I was sat in the the wee media room where the players go in and get interviewed and that and it's where like the photographers and the journalists kind of hang out when they're no mm-hmm. pitch side or whatever um, so I was just sat in there watching the, the football it was Hibs v Ross County spoiler alert Hibs won 2 nothing. Ah, <laughs> oui. ah, but hey, my new favourite player scored a goal in the second half as well <laughs> Ryan Borteus <laughs> 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 oh man do, do you know what though Dingwall's us it's a wee place it it always kind of baffles me that they have this massive stadium and stuff Dingwall only has a population about 5,500 folk so it's uh, it kind of always it's always like they've made it into the, um, the Premier League you know what I mean the SPL sorry mm-hmm. um, and have these you know they actually have decent crowds most of the time but we only have 5,500 folk in the the twins <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah they're a kind of <laughs> happy accident of the um, mm. the opening up to them in third division like they were a, they were a Highland League team with bugger all they are following that just seemed to catch on like I mean they've only been professionally a team in Scotland right. for what maybe about 30 years probably but I, I thought like I think Ross County joined the S, SPL Right. SPFL whatever you want to say um, mid 90s I think like so they've they've not really been about for long they don't really have a long history as it were but yeah they've won a national well, they've won the league cup and all that man fucking majorly jealous like yeah United chilling mm-hmm. out and uh, the old championship never near any of that man <laughs> just chilling out <laughs> no, just chilling out man just chilling out incidentally mm-hmm. The, the company that I was doing work for also uh, on a somewhat irreg- irregular basis I do believe uh, they 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 go down to Somerset so they oh do so they I might see it in their game oh, I need to man aye I'll, you, I'll keep you right I'll be up in the family stand with a very bored Ollie playing his Nintendo Switch <laughs> <laughs> he's all up for he's all up for right, going best you go. you've got to the Nintendo Switch with you man like for when he's not interested in the watch for so, the ball goes. <laughs> Ross County was formed in 1929, but that obviously that's what you're saying is the junior team. And then in 1994, 1994, see, that's close. when they they came into. Aye, so aye, mm. done pretty well. I mean, when you look at the, sta- the stadium. The capacity is 6,541. Yeah, the village of Dingwall probably only has about four Aiken people. Hod. And the town only has... <laughs> the town Aye. only has five and a half thousand folk in it. I knew it was some sort of mad style like that. <laughs> you could literally fit yeah, all the inhabitants of Dingwall within the stadium and then some. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Anyway, let's move on. Let me run a bit something. Does that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> tell you what, tell you what, here's the thing you're about. 
Do a tag of a exactly what um, I was going to old concussion shite. Jesus. That's, How fucking terrifying was that? Watching that, by the way. That's what, exactly what I was going to rant about. This situation is, oh my God, it's, it's just so... Sorry. If anybody doesn't know, right? So Tua Tungavailoa is star quarterback for Miami Dolphins. Last week, Sunday, they were playing against Buffalo Bills. Tua gets tackled. Well, no, actually, he gets pushed. Um, and then he falls back. He hits his head on the turf. He gets up, takes a couple of steps, wobbles, nearly falls down. You can see he's disoriented, you know. <laughs> takes another couple of steps same thing so they take him off the park to the concussion protocol which they should have done so they got that part right he goes into the locker room i'm immediately i sent you guys a video if anybody wants to watch it just literally go to youtube and just put two versus uh bills concussion and you'll see it come up and it'll be a wee clip you'll see it and i said to in the group i said I guarantee you he'll be back on the park. And start of the second half. So that was the end of the first half. So in the second quarter, I think it was like two minutes to play, roughly. And then halftime break, and then they come back on. And lo and behold, who's here? Tua. Woo! Should never have been left on the park. But gets to the end of that game without further incidents. Thank God for that. They have a game on Thursday against the Bengals and if you didn't know Tua so four days later or is that five fuck knows my anyway five days um, later man Sunday Thursday if you didn't know in, in between that Tua didn't train he didn't train because apparently he had neck and foot injuries so he couldn't train funny that mm-hmm. then we come to Bengals the Bengals game and he gets another he, actually this time he gets tackled properly tackled then he goes again hits his head this time he's he postures his hands posturing basically it's like he cramp up and he's he's taken off the park because he has an obvious head injury or brain injury Mm-hmm. And it's just like everybody was saying, why was he allowed back on? Why was he, why was he playing in this game? He shouldn't have been playing in this game. Everybody knows that that he shouldn't have been playing. He got cleared in the first game through a loophole, by the way, and the way that the NFL have the concussion protocol worded. And one of them, they got away with it because he didn't get knocked. So the first game against the Bills when it first happened. He did not lose consciousness. So that's a tick you can go back. <laughs> so but then there's another part where like um we say it's up to the doctors and that to see if he lost mobility and if he had, you know, lost his senses and stuff. But here the problem is by the time he got back to the locker room and then he did these checks, he's he's quote unquote un okay. Because that's, what, 15 minutes ago that happened. So the thing is with concussions, like sometimes, very quickly, you can seem okay. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, well, it's there's like always the, the kind of thing to try pretend you're okay. <clears throat> well, what is that, do? Um, I watched a thing on. Actually, I could show you the video. It's an actual doctor explaining what happened in the same, um But the head coach. Oh, and this was another thing that there was that folk were defending the head coach. Like they were saying, like, oh, he's been cleared from the by the medical team to play. It's like, right, okay, yeah, that's fine. But the head coach is a freaking human being who has his eyes and a freaking brain and can see that that dude was not okay in that game. Like, you shouldn't have come back on in the, the, the first time. Never mind, play the second game. Like, ridiculous, man. Um, The NFLPA, so that's the Players Association of the NFL, they said uh, on, on Sunday, oh, sorry, on Monday, they came out and said that they were going to investigate what happened on the Sunday. Right, so it's now under... I, know, I, um, really, I believe <laughs> the independent doctor has been fired, then, by the way. Well, aye. From a... That's the easiest person aye. to fire. Well, aye, that's the, it's the easiest way to say, oh, it's his fault, yeah. he's done his job wrong, effectively. Mm -hmm. But but here, here's a way to put it, right? Michael, you've seen the video for the first time. Yep. Obviously, you did, t -Pol. Yes. Right. Imagine that was Tua was a boxer, or he was in any mixed martial arts, um, mixed martial arts, sorry, any martial arts that has a hard, that, you know, get knocked down, you get count to 10. Let's say he gets up on the eight, you know, referee's counting, gets to eight, Tua stands up, the referee says, right, come here. He takes a couple of steps and he stumbles. What would have happened? Oh, I'd be waved off. Most instances, the fight would be cut off. Aye, be waved off. Exactly. <laughs> For you know what I mean? Like he would have been done, especially if he stumbles and then stumbles again. The referee would have waved that. So it's like that. Nah, that's it. Like, but <laughs> oh no, American football. Like hey, you know, mm -hmm. a joke, joke, man, absolute joke. Do you want to see what this uh, this doctor said? He has actually has like three videos about it, but there's one. Aye. Anyway, you talk about what what what. It's just blood mental, man. The, I'm just thinking of the the potential health implications in that lad's future because in the second exactly. incident, when his hands are posturing, that's mm -hmm. uh, seemingly that's a. a, a big sign of um, a potential brainstem injury so mm -hmm. it goes beyond just a severe concussion or a well effectively a severe concussion I was going to say or a TBI traumatic brain injury but effectively a severe concussion is a TBI um, mm -hmm. so uh, it could potentially be a lot worse than that so like that, that lad might he might not come back for that. I mean, he probably no, will. That's the thing. But he probably also probably shouldn't. <laughs> Why? Well, it's, <aye>, it's, <sighs> it's the thing is, it's not a guarantee that he he, he recovers for that. That's you know. No. Well, recover enough to be able to play again. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing, by the way. NFL. That was what the third game in the season that he got injured the first time. 
My Miami Dolphins were I won their first two. And like he didn't need to be on the park after that. I mean, in, in any, it doesn't matter if they were in the Super Bowl, he shouldn't have come back on. But, you know, just... Uh, it's no, it wasn't crucial to their like success in the league. Exactly, because mm-hmm. it's the start of the season. They could go on and lose the next five games, right? Yeah. And still be okay because they can still come back and have a win and, and get into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, so it's no crucial. So it sh- it's one of them where... It, he should have no come back on the pack, but it's not like a critical part of the season where they quote unquote need him, like you know. So they should have took him off half time, set out the next game or the next two games, depending on the schedule, you know, like take a couple of weeks and then come back and you know, give his give it time to heal. But yeah, four days, man, four four days. And now potentially it could be it for the rest of the season, or it could be it indefinitely. Like. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, that's the sad truth to this: is that a young man's career is probably potentially finishing just as it's really starting. Like it's only second season in the league professionally. Mm, aye, or third. Anyway, I, I mean, doesn't certainly. matter. Like, I'm aye. sure it is. Just as a third, that uh, I think aye, so. But, but anyway, I mean, it it's, a, it's a shame for him, young guy with all his ambitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the worrying thing for me is I haven't actually seen him talk about it publicly health yet. Like, oh, fair yeah. enough, he's put the social media with the, the well-worded sort of public statement. But mm-hmm. as that came from to his mouth, probably no. But that's probably been put out by his social media team who look after him. Like, mm-hmm. so. We don't actually know how well this boy is, anyway, whether he's recovering well or whether he's in a lot of trouble. Like it's, it's kind of being closely guarded, I would say. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the public? I mean, the public statement is literally just a nice, nicely worded, sort of, pretty much a kind of standard letter style statement mm-hmm. that's been put in his Twitter. It really does, nah, that doesn't really do enough, I don't think. Nah. Yeah. As the organisation, like, to reassure fans that this fella's actually all right mm-hmm. like it's, it's very very sad lifeless uh, for me it, you know what i mean it was a, uh, it was the um the head coach after i mean michael when you sent the the uh, clip of the head coach and he's just very blasey like oh yeah you know thankfully it's just a concussion like oh fucking what mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah just a concussion like christ He's like, yeah, he's, you know, he's woke up, he's, because apparently he did actually get properly knocked out, um, like, and he can, fl- he's flying back with the team, like, mm, I don't know if that should have happened either, but I mean, who knows. Um, anyway, if you want to watch this video, it's right here. I sent it in the chat. You want to watch it? It's like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Oh, queued up, ready to go. Mm. So if anybody else wants to watch it, um, it's it's this it's a doctor who does a lot of these uh, sports injuries. So he does. So it's, it's Brian Suterer, uh, MD. That's his the YouTube channel's name, and it's Tua <laughs> Tua Vailoa, But you don't spell it like you say it. So it's Tua is T U A, and then Tongovailoa is T A G. O V A I L O A, and then 
stretched off after severe head injury. Doctor explains, it's four minutes, 53 seconds. Everybody ready to, to press play? Yep. All right, press play in three, two, one, play. The first thing that I thought when I watched that video was like, shit, this guy, he's a sports doctor. That's his specialty. He's saying that, like, it's scary. So anytime you have a doctor that says, like, oh, that's scary, then it's kind of pretty serious, is it not? <laughs> like, uh, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway was how concerned he was emotionally. Like, it was genuinely bothering him. Mm-hmm. to watch what happened to this boy on the field of play and I think there was a mm-hmm. lot of frustration as to I think what he'd seen as kind of missteps as far as looking after the welfare of him as a player like he was coming mm-hmm. he was coming at that solely as a dog I mean, which is their role is to look after people like first and foremost mm-hmm. what he's observed is that's that this, this fella's Aye. been failed a wee bit in that sense his best mm-hmm. interest, health-wise, hadn't been looked after. He'll, he'll be frustrated as well because like, it's a um, doesn't look good in his profession that somebody's allowed him to go out and get re-injured when he shouldn't even have been out there, you know? Um, so it kind of, I wouldn't say tarnish it, it, that's a bit too far, but, you know, it doesn't look good. No, absolutely um, no. Bye. You see... <laughs> Mm. Michael ah, I just think it's ridiculous man um, mm. you know I mean like you, you don't need any medical training to know for oh, the first incident that there was an issue and then to see the way mm-hmm. it was after the second hit like mm-hmm. it's clear that he's unwell you know what I mean like he he shouldn't be allowed near a practice field or a game for a long time but I've got no. very little faith that, I mean it's got a lot of media attention now so maybe that helps but I, mm. I wouldn't be shocked to hear he's pressured to come back early like what, earlier than he should mm-hmm. be coming back yep mm. the other problem with that is I don't think you'd you, like I was, I don't know him, so I can't really speak for him. But I'm sure that him at that young age, with a fire in his belly to compete and and to win games, I'm sure you you'll not have to put much pressure on him to come back because he'll want to play. Right. You know, which aye, uh, it's it's just one of those things. I've done it. I mean, no fair concussion, but like injuries knowing that I'm not supposed to play a game I still go and play like rugby you know what I mean <laughs> like so I can only imagine them when they're like professional athletes you know that's their bread and butter and that's what they're used to you know of course he's going to want to get them play but um, aye maybe it's it's something maybe that they need to um, more education aye. work needs to be done um, when the players are in high school, college, 
be like, listen, like they need to, it needs to be drilled into them. Like when you're injured, you don't play. Don't pretend. Like it's, 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 I mean, especially when it comes to head injuries. I mean, if you've got like, you know, if you fracture your, your foot, you've got a broken foot, you're not supposed to, uh, and you come back early, ah, you re-injure it and that, but it's not the same as a head injury, do you know what I mean? Even that, you shouldn't have come, you shouldn't have played, but, you know, um, I, they need to be, like, needs to be drilled into them. When you're injured, don't, don't pretend, first of all, don't pretend that you're not injured, because that happens all the time. You know, second, don't come back too early. You know, wait till everything's all done and dusted 100%. You can come back. Why? More education needs to be done for the players to try and stem that flow of like coming back too quick. But then, again, there needs to be... This is the time. The NFL is really serious because the NFL always says this. We're here to protect the players. That's our number one goal. You know, give the fans a product to watch. Da, da, da. If they are really serious about player protection, they need to come down hard on the Miami Dolphins and everybody who is involved in this with Tua and set the set it straight so that every other team sees what's happened and they're like, right, we need to really be on the ball with this stuff because if we're not, we're going to get shafted. Do you know? Nah, I agree. Will it come to that? Agreed. Mm, doubt it. <laughs> God only knows. Um, God only bloody knows. Uh, I've got an off. I've got an off the wall question for you, by the way. Yeah. I can. I can out there one. This is this is totally removed from sport, unfortunately. But <laughs> I want to know what you think about this, right? Because because this this I find weird about the world. So I don't know if you have seen. It's all, it's all the rage now. This um, Netflix show that came out that's uh, about Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer. Right. Mm. Oh, God. You know the one I mean? I've not watched it, but I... No, no, but wait, wait, wait. I know it's a thing. I think I'm aye, so, this, but... so, aye, well, you might well do, but I'm, I'm going to ask you a question anyway, because I want to know where you're going to sit in this kind of thing. Is it right to fucking make these people rock stars? Because I feel like this does making it a big glossy sort of Netflix show or this kind of exciting entertainment mm. the world's all caught up with oh isn't it amazing how great this actor is who plays him there's an auction going on with the guys with that Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses now selling for fucking crazy money because it's all of a sudden a cool thing to own like fucking serial killer's glasses does that, that's, does that that's, not that's, say something a bit weird about society to me like that for me that fucking well why doesn't he sit all, right all with that me, shit man? is just it's aye it's weird as fuck that folk want to <sighs> buy glasses it's so stupid I love that, watching I mean, like fucking wild true crime stuff like I love like to know the ins and outs and all that stuff but aye, yeah. oh, you would never see me idolising a a serial killer like I don't know. Like it's, it's I just love watching shit, those shows. I like f- finding out how the police caught them or how they got caught, where, how they slipped up, you know, what they were thinking. Especially like the ones where they interview the, the, the folk, like, and they try and get into their brain and be like, you know, see what makes them tick, what 
why did you kill this? Why did you do that? I love all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but I would never idolise <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> that, I, I know that's obviously. Go ahead, th- Michael. You talk. I. <laughs> That's obviously not the intention of the show is to make the guy look like a rock star, but that's what inevitably what comes of it. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Well, aye. For me, I'm indifferent, man. Like, it, the, the, um, there's kind of two check boxes. Um, one is like, is has enough time passed? Because, mm. you know, like, while like, there's still a trial sure. or, you know, it's recent enough in the memory of the loved ones of the victims that any mention of it is problematic then stay away from it but mm-hmm. you know when it's something that's happened a long time ago then it's fair game um, and then I think as long as any dramatisation that's part of you know the film or the TV show or whatever isn't going too far in the direction of oh, making Hollywood Making the, the 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 killer or the whatever it is or, or she, you know, they, um, as long as it's not making them look better or making them look cool, or, you know, what I mean, like keep the the thing as factual as possible. Then mm-hmm. just go for it, man. And then people are people. Like there's always going to be some people that are weirdly into it. It's even like in. Aye. In real life, man, like, like there's, as far as I know, like every prison has like pen pal That's fucking type real, things, man. and you know, it's wouldn't be the first time mm. a murderer on like death row or whatever had like found the one true love through like a pen pal system and got married mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like people are weird. I will. I people are weird, man. They they actually there was this they. Oh, the Night Stalker or something like that. He's, mm-hmm. um, he was a serial killer in, in America today and he had women. like, And he was ah, killing up, women. Mm-hmm. And he had women sending him pictures, you know, because back, I think it was in the 80s or whatever, you know, the Polaroid, they, you know, uh-huh. they were taking pictures of Polaroid naked and sending them to him and professing a love for him and stuff. and like, you're just why you're weird, man. Like, mm. <laughs> why are you doing that? Like, ah, anyway. Um, it's weird that I, people glorify these kind of people, but I mean, uh, that means like, mate, like humans I, are just I definitely weird. Like, I, look at the amount of cults that ha- that are the uh, you know. It's crazy. No, it's just I thought it was worth a worthwhile crazy. one to see where you can uh, um, where it can uh, caught you attention wise, like because obviously it's, it's like, I think it's one of Netflix's most viewed bloody mm. television shows. <laughs> Michael, I have a question for you. Sure, <laughs> for you. Did you see? Um, you probably have. Um, so I get your thoughts on it. This did Rual Rosas Junior. Mm, the 17 the year old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, who's the youngest ever person to sign a contract for the UFC yes mm, 17 years old mm-hmm. uh, I believe he's been given a special license 
You, he had to get a special license for the Nevada. Yeah, uh, a special fight. license to fight in Nevada to be on the Dana mm-hmm. White Contender Series. Contender Series, aye. Obviously, oh wait, how does that work now? That he's in the UFC, he would just have to keep oh, getting special licenses. Far depending on which state, uh, depends where his fights are, right? Because every state's different. Aye. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Obviously, we did confide because he's. Uh, bet a few folk that are a lot older than him to be honest um, do you think what, what do you think about that I think, think it's alright do you think <laughs> I right. think it's utterly stupid <laughs> um, right <laughs> the lad he's going to have problems in later life is my kind of initial mm-hmm. takeaway he's um, I mean I don't know I've not seen all his fights I've just seen some highlights and stuff um, I've not seen all his fights I've not seen his training I don't know what sparring he's been doing but he started at a very young age and he was adamant for a young age that he wanted to be a fighter um, it was something like four mm-hmm. or six or something like that he started training and um, yep. it, it was a pretty young age I want to say something like eight, nine, somewhere about there he got pulled out of school and he was getting homeschooled so that he could mm-hmm. um, no actually I think it was a bit later than that I think what he was he was training around about school for a few years I don't know whatever age he was at a very young age he started getting like homeschooled so that he could dedicate himself to training um, he's skipping out mm-hmm. on like then college and whatever else you know what I mean so he's got nothing to fall back on fighting's it um, yeah and then like he's went amateur like senior level amateur at like 14 and then turned professional I think it's 16 had however many professional fights uh, to then get him mm-hmm. a chance on contender series and obviously now he's been signed um, so I, I think he's been fighting full contact too young I think it's silly his mm-hmm. parents to, to let him um, my, to be fair my opinion would probably be way different if I was the same age as him but now being a parent and stuff like of course um, mm-hmm. I think that he's his parents are, are dumb to I mean encourage him to follow his dreams of course man but he, he should have something to fall back on because all it takes is one bad injury mm-hmm and that's his fighting career that gone, you know true. what I mean? So, uh, and in, mm-hmm. in terms of like for the UFC's perspective, like, I okay, he's got a wee bit of hype around him in some parts of the world, namely like parts of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's not as if he's some Expert. massive star. So the, I don't think they, I don't think they gain too much just purely by signing him. Um, on some mm-hmm. sort of brief fleeting media attention, um, and it. it the lad is talented and has a lot of potential but it's very much unrealised potential at this point he's a really good grappler mm-hmm. but he's yep. no he's no like the next you know like BJ Penn or Damien Maia mm-hmm. or whatever else like he's a decent wrestler he's got very good Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for his age very good mm-hmm. but no to the point like, I mean like he's fighting contender series he was fighting a guy that had a wee bit more experience than him. 
not a lot, but a wee bit. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't couldn't finish him. Like he got the win, but he couldn't he couldn't Aye. submit the guy. And his striking's fairly mediocre for being a pro level. I mean, for again for being Cause seventeen, because he's, he's very seventeen, good. of course. Very Aye, good. He's good boy power, yeah. effectively. Aye. But you know, I mean, he's got a long way to go. Like. Like put put them on a development mm. contract. That they've done that before. They've signed other guys to development contracts. Yep. Um, have them mm -hmm. go fight until such time as you think he's he's ready. And, and maybe maybe it's like two fights time and he's eighteen, or maybe he has like six mm -hmm. fights or whatever, and then he's twenty twenty one. But let him go mm -hmm. develop elsewhere. He doesn't need to be in the UFC, man. He's not ready for it. No. They'll, they'll have to bring him on uh, really slowly. Which Aye. isn't he, uh, what they should be doing. I think um, <laughs> he's, he's getting set up for failure here. Mm, anyway. In my honest opinion. Um, unless they're solely going to let him uh, like develop. So if he goes and loses five fights, then, you know, they keep him on because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not really his fault. He's fighting much more experienced people yeah. than himself. Uh, unless they come, unless they do a wrestling, um, take a, a, a leaf out of the boxing and wrestling book and just sign a couple of jobbers that you can run through. <laughs> Give him some <laughs> confidence, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, aye. I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, as you said, Michael, I great for your dreams and that, but. Fighting so young in the UFC is uh, can be uh, could be disastrous for him. But on the other hand, he could become a super duper star. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, only time will tell. You're not you're not at your physical maturity until the twenty man. That's that's a like, big thing that people thing. don't know. Like, um, the the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until you're roughly twenty one. Oh, aye. Like, that's true. And that, I mean, that's that responsible is, you're for... No gro you're no grown up until your early 20s. Aye. The, mm -hmm. the, aye that that right. part of the brain responsible for dealing with emotion. That's why teenagers mm -hmm. are so erratic. Um, and young kids, like, freak out over things and they go on as if the mm -hmm. world's ending and it's because, to a degree, it is to them because they can't handle emotion. Mm -hmm. Aye. And so, for him to potentially take serious brain trauma while that's still developing mm -hmm. could literally change his personality it could cause him to develop differently mm -hmm. it could have already happened Aye. how do you feel being a fighter in there True. as an adult hitting a 17 year old boy as well would be my big question like how, mm. how do you well, disassociate right. what you're looking at in front of you to fuck this is my job he's my opponent like Surely a bit of that fighter is mm -hmm. thinking, fuck, this is a Wayne. This is a child. Mm -hmm. And if and if any fighter's saying they're no thinking mm -hmm. about that, they're probably lying. Like, I don't think you're mm -hmm. in good conscience trying to crack a fucking child. What what weight division is he? Featherweight, I think. Featherweight, isn't he? He looks, looks very small. But he's He's probably gonna mm -hmm. move as he as he matures, he'll probably move up to lightweight. Oh, but then aye, when he goes to he's lightweight, got a big, he's not going to be long body. By the way, aye, he's he's tall for mm -hmm. he's he's, he's got a big frame for, for for featherweight. But once he goes lightweight, 
he'll lose any advantage that gives him. I mean, one, one thing I'll say, I've got it on while I'm talking to you guys here. He's very fluid in his kind of movements and transitions on the ground. Like, there mm. is some talent in the mm-hmm. boy, obviously, but yeah, I don't think that's the way right. you bring it out. I'm like, like, I don't think that, I think that's quite irresponsible, no. I've got to say, lads, for me. Aye, aye for sure. Aye, aye, so how about this for a situation, right? He goes and he's three or four fights he's just running through a few folk in the division and then the UFC say alright here's uh, Shikadze he's at featherweight right uh, aye aye like what do you think's going to fucking happen in that fight or even Brian Ortega like yeah you're right aye aye he's, Brian he's, nowhere, Ortega. he's nowhere near the level like, of the top 15 <laughs> nowhere no, near absolutely no anybody in the top sorry, 15 sorry um so aye but like that that this is the danger that you run the risk if he goes out there and has five or six cracking fights then it's like well he needs to fight somebody in the top 15 and by that time is he gonna be ready for that probably not I would liken him to (laughs) Aaron Pico and Bellator Aaron Pico was a young lad who was a national champion wrestler and a Golden Gloves uh, boxer. He was a massive prospect, mm-hmm. tons of potential. He could wrestle, he could strike, he was going to take over the world. And then he came mm-hmm. into Bellator and lost his first fight. Aye. And he's had some good wins since then. And he's, he's mm-hmm. fought this weekend there, he was fighting Saturday night and dislocated his shoulder uh, during the fight and mm-hmm. obviously like, kind of threw the injury lost um, mm-hmm. and it's just no hope for him like he's no he came in with so much hype he had the UFC interested in him he had Bellator he had PFL everybody wanted a piece man this kid was like going to be the next superstar and he just fought guys that were too good too soon and it's just no mm-hmm. hope for him and he's, right. he's still going to fight Owen for a bit and he's going to make some money and everything. But if he'd been, if he'd the right people run about him, that got him the right fights mm. until he was really ready for the top level, whether that was going to be in Bellator right. or UFC or whatever, like he could have been mm-hmm. a proper superstar and made some dosh. But right. I mean, uh, that's one of the other things. It's if you have the right tutelage or not. Like if you have the right tutelage, you know, yep. you could go bad, but aye people around about you um, I just want to say in case anybody's hearing any panting on my end here so anybody listening I can't indeed hear that I'm recording so tell him he's a good boy he's a good boy <laughs> so I'm sitting here clapping him so he does name but back. hell yeah <laughs> totally. man so there you go Toby's joined us today for a wee bit I can mental a wee bit Oh, God. Why? Well, I think uh, uh, UFC are, are, are wrong for uh, for thrusting them into the limelight like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I can say that now, but you know, you never know if if the what their plan is. I don't know what their plan is, but you know, hopefully, they take their time with the boy and let him train and, as you say, like kind of like a developmental thing. But they've signed them fully, but kind of go along that route of developmental. I'm assuming it will go the route that of Sean O'Malley. 
I mean, like Sean and Ollie got kind of lesser Hopefully. experienced guys for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, part of that was because Sean had said, like, point blank, like, I'm no fighting today that's ranked until I get another deal. Because mm-hmm. he was on, like, this aye. bargain basement. I remember that, aye. Entry level deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So he wasn't fighting any big names until he, he was getting the proper money for it, which is, it's, you know what I mean? It's very mm-hmm. mature. Him, and, like, to applaud that but aye. Um, aye, he was basically he was he was basically brought in to fight guys that would kind of allow him to no pad his record but can get good wins and, and build his experience in name mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you think Toby? <laughs> hey Toby boy tell us what you think Toby's pal come on pal <laughs> I'm wanting clapped <laughs> it's ridiculous this oh, golden God. head appear out of the camera over um, <laughs> Outstanding. Oh man! But I, one thing I would say we we um we Sean O'Malley though is that he obviously he has other revenue streams, mm-hmm. so he could afford to take that time. Whereas again, I don't really know much about this uh, Rual, but you know Real. he might want to you know fight straight away because he needs money or whatever you know. Mm. Um, I think as so, the youngest UFC I mean, fighter, he's about a lot of social media like opportunities. Die. Hundred and seventy eight thousand followers, by the oh. way. Already. It's ah, seventeen. Die. That's been boosted by the UFC. Aye. Mm-hmm. Signing the UFC. Um Aye. <laughs> if he's smart, he'll capitalise on this. He'll sign some sponsorship, so mm-hmm. Getting about some streaming on Twitch or YouTube or whatever it is, but um, aye, it's it's a big gamble on his part and on UFC's part. Because mm-hmm. uh, sure. the UFC they don't want they do not want a seventeen-year-old lad getting sparked out cold. And they're oh, all no. That's not a good look. No, they don't. The optics would be terrible. As soon as that happens, you know, the media, because right now the media is running with it. Oh, he's, you know, the the youngest UFC mm-hmm. fighter, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, the world's his oyster, et cetera, et cetera. As soon as that boy gets sparked, if he used to fight the Mora and he got sparked in the UFC ring, there would be mayhem in the papers. The headlines would be, they would vilify the UFC and Dana White so they would after just praising him but uh, mm-hmm. hi. he's oh what <laughs> sorry what I was going to say is did you see uh, oh my god Jose Mourinho that guy cracks me up so he's he was uh, he was banned from uh, the touchline against Inter Milan so He's sitting outside the San Siro in a van with a telly, just <laughs> watching the game on his Instagram, just fucking, you know, the man's a legend, so he is. You know, I see his video and then he's just, uh, he gets out the van right. and he's just, he finds two Roma fans, you know, after the game that they won and he's sitting there celebrating with them. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's a legend, man. He <laughs> oh, was in Stormzy's music video, man. That's right, he was in Stormzy's music video ah, a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh oh das ist ordentlich riesig, mein Junge. Like, imagine that. Like, the only. <laughs> Jose Mourinho in a grime video quality. Oh, God. He's near Wilby Roma, though. So he is. Ah, he's living the dream, man. He's living the fucking dream. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's living the dream with him. Good for you, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Man United got beasted by Man City the day 6 3, Michael. Oh, if you didn't see, right? Yeah, 6 3. I've got a tale of the tape since Sir Alex Ferguson left Man United in 2013. Listen to this. Premier League titles, Man City 5, Man United 0. Major trophies, Man City 12, Man United 3. Average Premier League, uh, pre- uh, average Premier League points per season, 85 for Man City, 68 for Man United. Nine runs of seven plus consecutive wins. For Man City, zero for Man U. 33 games won by five goals or more for Man City, one for Man United. And then approximate total spend. Man City have spent 1.38 billion. Man United have spent 1.43 billion. That's quite ridiculous, man. So Man United have spent more money than City and have won far less. Wow. So, all the United fans talking about the money hasn't been spent in the squad. Well, it has. Just haven't had the right man in charge. It would seem. No, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. What we see. <laughs> man City of late, as far as football goes, they're basically playing FIFA <laughs> with the world. But it's been... <laughs> Aye, Haaland. Oh Ellie my Ho- God, Haaland is incredible. That's, that's that is that's the next generational talent in the game. That lad, Michael, you said that oh, he's got to set all kind of records. Mm-hmm. Like he already set one the day. I saw that three um, consecutive hat tricks in home games or something. Uh, well, it's took him eight games to to get three hat tricks in the Premier League, and I think uh, the next person forty odd games for everybody else. Uh, Mike Lone. Mike. <laughs> It's uh, crazy. Where did I have it? I anyway, but man. I. So like, he's just, uh, he's just smashing. It was the he's just uh, first player to net three successive hat tricks at home in the Premier League. Mm. There you go. That that's fucking phenomenal. So what, it is. Twenty two or something. Like twenty two, right? Twenty two. <sighs> old man. He's about that man. If he if he keeps the heat, like if he doesn't go batty, he is gonna be unbelievable, man. Like he's today what he's doing already, like he's he's gonna he's gonna beat all the records if he keeps going. Aye. Fifty goal season. It's a he's, fifty goal season aye. coming. He's it's unbelievable. Yep. First player since Messi did He's mm-hmm. he's got a maturity way beyond his years. Like he's so cool, calm and collected. It's ridiculous, man. Ah, he's a freak, man. Absolute freak. Ah, it's it's crazy. Like, I mean, it helps when your your dad was a professional footballer, so you've you've seen 
like what it is to be a professional that you've grown up around it. Mm -hmm. So he's basically kind of had that for he was a young boy and just trained as a professional, as a young boy, like as a professional would. Mm -hmm. um, but as a young boy, like, and it's paid dividends already. It's it, one of the things that blows my mind is like, how did other teams let Man City buy him for 50 million? Aye, that's, like, that's one a, of the wildest buyout things. Clause. Mm. Like, you could have signed him for 50 million. Like, Liverpool. Liverpool had 50 million they could have paid for him. Why did you know? Like, I'm sure that he would he would have been somewhat inclined to go to Liverpool. Listen, listen to this. You know? A couple of stats, right? Mm -hmm. He's got 17 goals and 3 assists in his last 11 games. Jesus Christ. Which is just insane, right? But then, this is even more crazy. So this is the amount of matches taken to have 3 hat-tricks in the Premier League, right? Nah, that's what I was talking about. Andy Cole, Aye. 65. Fernando Torres, 64. Rud van Nistelrooy, 59. Mm -hmm. Michael Owen, 48 Erling Haaland 8 Easy <laughs> 8 <laughs> What? It's brilliant isn't it? <laughs> it? It helps to have a strong team with you and stuff but aye that lad's on another aye. level man He's It's aye. what Man City were missing this, this is what will drive Man City on to be the Barcelona team aye. that Pep had If Man City don't win the bloody Champions League with him <laughs> <sighs> Pep Guardiola, what are you doing, mate? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> this will be the year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, aye, it's it's insane. Uh, and to think that the boys got a good, at the least, another 20, 22 years in his career. Do you know what I mean? Aye, we've pro we've probably still got ten plus years to see at the top level and don't know what it is for there but ridiculous man aye uh, oh aye sorry he's 22 now I was 10 years still 10 years ah, oh, <laughs> um, aye so um, I mean aye aye so another aye 10 years you'll be 32 he's now, the first, pl it's, first it's player crazy. to score in his first four away games in the Premier League and he's the youngest player to score 25 goals in the Champions League. Yep, that's Jeez. right. That was broke last year, I believe, mm. or the year before. Anyway, but I, he, the dude's a beast. I mean, I've seen an interview with one of his coaches for the Norwegian team. Was it Mold? Who was it he played for when he was? Was it Mold, aye? Molder, aye, Molder. Aye. Aye Went from there to Salzburg um, to Borussia Dortmund. Aye. And the guy from Mould was saying when he was there, he was just, he was a machine. He was super strong, super fast. He would just eat like, eat the place down. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he was very serious in his training. Like, he was, he, he was saying like, um, I was paraphrasing, but like, he, he, he's mentally, he was in his 17 mentally he was in his mid-twenties you know so aye he, he, having that mentality for such a young age it's always going to do the world a good uh, in sport uh, 
like having that ability to to learn or want to learn to become better and stuff, you know, because a lot of football players don't actually get like that until they're in their 20s, until they start taking things serious then, you know, and he's been taking it serious for how many years? It's insane, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's next for him after City? Real Madrid, Barcelona? And then, then where? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he will not stay at City for the rest of his career. I don't know, man. PSG for stupid amount of money. <laughs> or PSG. Oh my right? god! Can you imagine? I just, that just occurred to me, man. What if he does go there for a crazy amount of money, and then they've got fucking Neymar, Messi, Haaland What? Mbappe. Hi. I know you mentioned Mbappe. Why would he Jesus. Doesn't need to. He's, he's the best player in the world, and probably the best team. Why would you ever need to go to PSG? Hmm. Well, I. I mean money well that's the thing like he wouldn't need to but he could well, I mean realistically by the time he's 25 he might have won every cup he can win in England plus potentially the Champions League if Man City keeps it together yeah here's something he could literally if he wanted to he could just go in so he would he could go win the the, the Premier League go to PSG win the French League Go to Spain, win that league year. Back to Germany, win the league with whoever there. Go to Italy, win the league year. <laughs> like, that could, like, you know, that could be, aye, to, that to could be his goal. Each. Oh, let me just win trophies up <laughs> everywhere. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, it's, I say, the, like, the only thing that Haaland probably can't win is the World Cup and the UEFA uh, aye. Euro UEFA Euros I sorry fucking UEFA <laughs> Euros. gotta win the UEFA <laughs> no of course can you win yeah. you win the UEFA Cup easily um, but I and I say I say probably because um, you know Norway I bet he's the catalyst man don't really I mean, I don't know about World Cup, but well, like, maybe he's the catalyst for not maybe no this next Euros, but maybe the one after. Maybe they build the team around about. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I'm no uh, like an expert in Norwegian football, so I don't really know the <laughs> the players that are coming through or anything like that. You know, well, I know they've got Odegaard and you've got a bloody Haaland. That's <laughs> you know, um, but I like. If they have a few very good um, players coming through, like in the defence and midfield, Haaland banging in goals for you, Odegaard, you know, running the midfield. Aye, you could. Couple, could couple of running, decent but... wingers and a strong defence with Haaland up front. You've, I mean, that's a, that is a team to beat. Aye. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Paul. Do you know much about Norwegian? Um, no, greatly. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna like lie. Players. I, I say, yeah. I say for the likes yeah. of the ones that you're talking. Yeah, about I, I didn't think you would, but just <laughs> the ones, uh, the ones in the biggest teams. Um, obviously, aye, fair play. They're they're pretty fucking. They're pretty decent players. Sander Berger, obviously, at Sheffield United as well. They're a decent midfielder. Aye, Berger. Aye. I mean, international football. Elanusi. 
I always think with international football, you're better having a couple of excellent players and then the rest of the team can just do their bit. Like Aye. Denmark's a perfect example of that. A team full of workers, good environment, yep. and they've got a couple of Hollywood kind of guys that kind of do the bit in the big games. Like, that's, that could be normal. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, one for Wales a few years ago with Gareth Bale and they nearly go to the fucking final of the Euros. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, well, it's right, not right. ridiculous. Like, definitely not ridiculous. It's not, actually, when I'm looking at it now, right, there's a few players in there that are just coming at age, really. I mean, you've got Christopher in defence. He's only 24. Like, and he's, in my opinion, a... a Top quality defender, um, you know, plenty of room for improvement. Now you've got Marcus Pedersen, he's twenty-two, playing for Feyenoord again. Good player. Um, you know, Leo Odegaard, twenty-two, the left back. Pat Patrick Berg, Sander Berg. Ah, you've actually no, no bad. I mean, you only need one striker, Haaland. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean right coach get them working together I guess they can grow yeah I never know but uh, just like Porteous Porteous he's going to grow into the captain of Scotland <laughs> so he is <laughs> oh god I don't know about you lads but I don't really have anything else to talk about I am I think we have successfully done a tour day topics and covered about everything. Aye. So aye, we should probably wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, this mm-hmm. has been the Aftermash. Uh, we may or may not have another episode of the Aftermash coming in hot next week. Uh, check out the Moto Mash tomorrow, talking all things uh, Singapore GP and more. And uh, get in touch. Check out the website. Stay classy. I will make the Ben Harden Paul. Peace out. <laughs> bye. Cheated by driver. <laughs> <laughs>